Hello, and welcome to Tech Talk, a physical therapy podcast by technicians for pre-physical therapy students looking to kind of introduce themselves to the field. This is our first episode, and today we just want to introduce our members, get to know kind of our crew who works on this podcast together. And to start, my name is Case Dansizer. So I think a good way to introduce ourselves today is just to kind of talk about how we found our passions and kind of our pathing to get here where we are today. Me, myself, I started luckily pretty early on. I was lucky enough to find the passion early in high school when I got an internship in a clinic down in Austin called The Training Room. So shout out Dr. Davis. He was a great uh, physician, physical therapist, and he really kind of taught me the lessons that I needed when I first started off, um, caring for patients and getting the satisfaction from somebody getting better. And that's where I really found the passion is seeing people improve and I really enjoyed that when I first started in high school. So when I got into college, I kind of already knew I wanted to go into PT and pre-PT. So currently I'm a kinesiology major. I'm a senior now at Texas Tech as we all are. And I've really enjoyed finding more and more about this passion and getting deeper and deeper into it. And I think that's a good kind of introduction for myself. I can kind of pass it on. (laughs) Nice. Um, My name's Ariana Rodriguez. Um, I'm also a, about to be a graduating senior um, from Texas Tech with a kinesiology degree. Um, so pretty much how I got here, I always tell people um, whenever like I first started getting into physical therapy, if you can't beat them, join them. I always tell <laughs> everyone that because um, I found my passion early on when I was 13 years old. I tore my ACL meniscus and I did a lot of therapy throughout middle school and high school. So it wasn't an average, um, average like 13 year old teenager experience. I was mainly in hospital rooms and always in the clinic. Um, But what was really interesting was seeing other people that was they were getting better with me and then I'd see them go I'm like oh I won't see you anymore on Tuesdays at like five o'clock because you like graduated physical therapy like you're better now um so seeing that was really rewarding and like having a lot of anticipation and building myself to be one of those people and seeing how much I changed from not being able to walk at all to being someone that could run still play my sport and have a good time um Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. That's how I found my passion. And over the course of like me being in college, I just really enjoyed um, exploring many, many different fields of physical therapy because therapy is everywhere and I've seen it impact a lot of people, so. Nice. Um, My name is Grace Snyder. Um, I'm a junior here at Tech, also a kinesiology major with a business minor. Um, kind of how I found my passion is not like their, pa- not like their <laughs> stories. I kind of was clueless for a long time, especially like going into college. I really had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I had a lot of desires and a lot of passions. Um, and I think it wasn't until like going into college, um, I was a bio major, maybe going to go to med school, really had no idea. <laughs> Um, thinking about maybe like going into like some sort of design field. Um, but I think after I started like shadowing different people, um, in different areas, I really fell in love with like the personal relationships that, um, you make 
through like healthcare in general um, and just specifically with shadowing physical therapists like really getting that one-on-one connection with people and making those connections and like having those experiences with people that like just build relationship and like foster happiness I think that's really what I enjoyed the most about it um and so after that I really had to kind of like full send um the rest of my college I guess because I had to switch majors um figure out how to get more experience and all that kind of stuff but overall I think yeah just like meeting people and like I know it's basic but like helping people and like growing with people like Ari said um I think that's what I fell in love with and that's why I want to do it my name is Ruben Moya uh I graduated from Texas Tech as a kinesiology major in December 2021. Uh, I first wanted to, (laughs) I knew I first wanted to do physical therapy. Uh, Well, first, actually, I wanted to do athletic training. And then uh, I did some research and I saw how much uh, physical therapists made. (laughs) I decided to make a little bit of a change. And uh, I did that probably my senior year of high school. Anything before that was uh, athletic training. And uh, I really never understood what a physical therapist did until I started shadowing. And then I started working as a tech and uh, having that connection with those patients and seeing them grow. So having connect, making connections with patients and seeing their progress from day one to the day that they walk out or crutch out or uh, whatever it is, using a walker, or, uh, you know, a cane, um, it's just really exciting, and it makes you, makes you feel really good inside. <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Austin Abney. I am also a kinesiology major, senior at Texas Tech, and the way I found physical therapy on my way in here, kind of similar to both Ruben and Grace. Um, when I first came into college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I first applied as a economics and finance major. I figured there was money behind that, so why not go for uh, the big bucks? Quickly found out that was not my my field of interest. Um, And then being a freshman in college, I got broke pretty quick. And my first job in college was as an intern for an athletic trainer in the uh, West Texas A&M, which is my first college. Uh, that's where I find some similarity with Ruben. I wanted to be an athletic trainer for the longest time. I absolutely loved that job. I did that for about about a full year. But the way I found physical therapy from that, one of the athletes um, that I worked with tore their ACL, and it was just very, very sad to see them going, you know, training three, four days a week as working with them as the intern, and all of a sudden they're gone because they're to PT. And I didn't really know what it PT was. I mean, I knew the job existed as a physical therapist, but I didn't know how in-depth everything went. So I started looking into that, kind of wanting to be on the care and rehab side of that injury, bringing those people back to, uh, to sport and bring them back to their life. And since then, I you know, transferred to tech and started taking PT courses and then, and then started working at the clinic that we all work at. And I've just really built that passion to see people improving and seeing the progress they make. And now I definitely know this is much better than the economics and finance major I was in. This is definitely the uh, the right field I want to be in. 
Yeah. I think that's a good kind of transition into where we're at now. And since you've kind of heard of like our pathings to it, um, we can kind of talk about what we do now and what we've done recently. So a lot of us met, actually all of us met working as technicians at McCombs and Associates Physical Therapy. And I think we all like really, really enjoyed that job. And we really enjoyed like showing people, you know, kind of how we got there and our pathings and, you know, why we love it so much. I remember some of the first conversations I had with y'all was like, you know, I'm tossing a ball to this kid and I'm getting paid for it. <laughs> how how ridiculous that felt, but how amazing. Uh, I know a lot of us had worked tough jobs or some things that we just didn't enjoy yet. And, you know, we'd have smiling, smiles on our face when we walked in that clinic. Um, so maybe let's talk about a little bit at McCombs and maybe, you know, what are some tough things that we experienced and what are some good things that you got out of it? You know, for me, that might be seeing people you know, walk out and pick up their kid again without pain, which is like huge, seeing that smile on people's face. And, you know, we were blessed enough to have patients who were just interesting, you know, it not only did it feel good to have them recover, but, you know, hear these people's life stories. A lot of our population was geriatrics. And I really, to this day, think there's not much more interesting than hearing somebody <laughs> talk for 30 minutes about how they got here and, you know, where have they been? You know, just some of the most fascinating people I ever met was through that clinic. And I feel extremely blessed for that. Uh, so maybe if anybody wants to talk about some of their favorite, you know, patient experiences or some of the tough things too, because people yeah. need to hear that. Well, I know we talk a lot about our social battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was working two jobs when I first started working as a physical therapy technician. I was also a lifeguard and a swim instructor. So literally the jobs were like night and day. I pretty much was outside in the water, teaching kids how to swim. And then I change, get ready and go straight to being a a technician. And that switch for me was a lot because I'm with kids. I'm dealing with the like trying to save people's lives, watching water, nothing too crazy. And then I go straight into like, okay, I have to go into like professional mode and switch into memorizing exercises and getting the groove going and what was really hard for me whenever I first started out was just like maintaining like the social capacity like it is very difficult for me sometimes to I wouldn't say I'm shy I feel like once you get to know me I'm very outgoing and fun (laughs) and funny (laughs) because I don't know that's just like the personality I give off but whenever you're working with a patient you do have to see where they're at for the day so if they're not having a good day and you're trying your best to make the best out of what they're your best 30 minutes for them and it's not just working out for you it is definitely disheartening and it's discouraging Mm -hmm. and then you have to quickly like pick yourself back up and then you got another 30 minutes with the patient Mm -hmm. so that go 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 is like was at first really exhausting but then you kind of just have to like realize that everyone's different and I think that just like overall like everyone has has their days you even yourself have your days so I think that was really something I had to like empathize and like really realize that you know it's just it's just life it's just their day so yeah Yeah, uh, the therapy and physical therapy is real and it's it's really emphasized Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big part of uh, getting someone back to their daily life routine. 
um, you have to be in the right mindset in order to become healthy again and yeah. get back to where they were. Yeah, kind of. I really liked what you said, Case, about like you were talking a little bit about most of the people that come in are like geriatric patients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like whenever I was like, Oh, I wanna do PT, like I'm gonna work with like young athletes and this is gonna be great. Like I feel like a lot of people have that mindset going into it. And like working as a tech, I never thought I would like fall in love with old people (laughs) so much. Like it genuinely I think my favorite part of the job is like getting to hang out with old people to be honest (laughs) and like they come in and like honestly with like all the covid that has happened like most of the people that come in like that's what like they look forward to their in their day is Mm -hmm. like go and like talk with us and like that's really with for a lot of people at least is their like main like social part of the day or even only social part of the day and i really have loved like i said earlier is just like building those relationships and like not just seeing them one time and then never seeing them again, but, like, seeing them for, like, months at a time and, like, actually getting to grow in relationship with them and, like, see them get better, not only physically, but, like, even, like, things that are going on in their life, whether that be hard or just, like, casual and fun. You know what I mean? One of my favorite memories, I was telling Ari earlier, was this woman came in and she really didn't seem like she wanted to talk to me at all and I was you know just trying to make conversation and be happy and mm-hmm. um she ended up like really like opening up to me and like started telling me about her life I could tell like she didn't really have a lot of social interaction with people and by the end of the hour I was like okay well it was really nice to meet you like I'll see you next time blah blah blah, blah. and she just like grabbed my hand and was like can I pray for you and she just grabbed my hand I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. And like right there in the clinic, she just grabbed my hand and she prayed for me. And I don't know, it's like interactions like that that I think it makes it all worth it. Even the hard people that stress you out and like may have a little bit of an attitude or very particular, like those interactions really are what make it worth it for me. So I have to agree with that. I mean, the interactions we have with all the patients, we see tons of patients a day. You know, I'm not sure of the exact number, but if I had to guess, 80 to 100 a day. Yeah, it's kind of them. Yeah, those are the busy days. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's awesome being able to um, see a patient come in, like you know them by name, and you know what they were talking about the last shift you were, what's going on in their life. And in a way, it's like you have 80 to 100 friends you see a day, and you get to kind of interact with them and see how their life is going. And it definitely makes our job a lot more enjoyable, um, not just sitting there on working through the hours trying to get, get the paycheck or get to go there, socialize, and as you mentioned, it's their social life as well, so it's, it's nice to get to know everybody and mm-hmm. see that aspect of everything. Yeah, especially the older patients, sometimes mm-hmm. that's like their first time getting out of the house in a little bit during COVID, you know, they want to talk to you and they want to become friends with you, and I think that we had a really interesting uh, talk with Emily, so look out for that in a future episode about the conversations we have with patients and not, you know, sometimes they are tough, as we said earlier, yeah. and leaving that either in the clinic or, you know, if it was a good one, you can bring that out and kind of let it push you forward. Um, I think she had some great advice, which was just, you know, let yourself be there and be empathetic in the clinic and listen because those people really need that ear oftentimes in the 
you know, this medical industrial complex that we work in, there's a doctor who might make you wait in a waiting room. I'm sure anybody listening and all of us have experienced this. So you're waiting in a waiting room, you know, maybe an hour to an hour and a half just to see somebody for five minutes. And we get the opportunity and physical therapists get the opportunity to work with people for hours and, you know, see them daily or see them, you know, bi-weekly even. And that development or relationship has been the biggest reason for my motivation to continue. <clears throat> you know, we play such an impactful role in these people's lives. To stop, talk like specifically, I remember a patient who really just had such a tough time coming in and had lost um, a significant family member and continued to do therapy because that was her outlet. That was, you know, her friend group, her circle of support. So oftentimes I think it's easy to forget, but we are sometimes people in that circle of support, but we also have to leave that when we leave the clinic. Um, and that's tough, you know, I, I deal with that a lot. I think every single one of us has dealt with that, especially with some patients who are really, really going through a hard time. Injuries can be tough, they can be debilitating. Um, and some of us have experienced that type of injury that really just, you know. I see he looks at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thing this is all audio. <laughs> but most definitely can just change your life, you know what I mean? You're not able to do things you used to do that you really enjoyed. Um, maybe can we talk about some of the things we do to like decompress, you know, when that social battery runs out, how do y'all prevent burnout? I think that's really important for future students and students currently. Um, like what are some strategies y'all use to just relax, you know, outside of the clinic, outside of all of this PT, you know, dealing stuff. Uh, for the longest time, mine was uh, working out. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd go in the gym before work or class in the morning and that's where I got my decompression and my meditation in at the same time. Yeah. Lately, I just got a puppy. <gasps> He's about six months now. <laughs> so uh, after work, I try to take him for about an hour walk every day. Yeah. And uh, he just gets my mind off just about anything. That's so awesome. that's a good one. We gotta meet him soon. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. cute. <laughs> he's cute. He's adorable. Yeah. I mean, for me to decompress, I. I the same, I love to uh, go working out. Um, I always just find that hour or two in the gym just for myself. It's a good way to kind of recharge from you know being on my feet and socializing all day. Just kind of mm -hmm. decompress, as you said. And then I'm also a nerd. I love playing video games. So that's my free time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so exactly. find some time for myself and just, you know, be myself and have fun. Yeah. Honestly, for me, I think like a good meal. <laughs> like a good juicy like tasty meal will really like bounce me back really quick yeah. but like even in the clinic some things that I do if like I start like noticing myself getting in like a bad mood or like somebody wasn't you know I, like I had a hard patient or something mm -hmm. um what I'll do is I'll just like remind myself that like they're going through a lot or like with my next patient like try and like less focus on like everything that I need to be doing, like laundry and cleaning and like sure. knowing all the exercises by heart, but more so like getting to know the person. I feel like that helps me sometimes. Like if I'm really tired or something, just like having conversations that gives me energy as well, even just in the shift scenario. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, um, in clinic wise ways to decompress, I love to clean. So I love doing laundry. <laughs> I, that kind of stuff relaxes me. Um, for some strange reason, 
You throw on some, like, even at home, I throw on some trashy reality TV, <laughs> whatever, the most, te- the most, all the yeah. TLC shows, and I'm cleaning, that's kind of what decompresses me, um, makes me feel, like, more in control of, like, the sure. day, I'm like, man, it was a long day, but I'm gonna do in the dishes, and, like, doing my laundry, and just, like, get in my bed, and everything else, or, like, my whole room organized, that's what that's what it does for me. That that's my decompression. That may sound weird, but yeah. <laughs> I love to clean. No, I totally get it. A little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are over here like. I'm telling you that though. During the shift, um, I don't think many people realize that like if you're going for a tech position, you know, fifty percent of your time is gonna be cleaning or just making sure the clinic looks great. And, you know, it's not all working directly with patients, although we do, you know, we're pretty lucky enough to get a lot of that time. But I remember my first tech position, uh, I only did cleaning and coffee runs for about a summer. <laughs> I got to watch everything and like kind of soak it up, which is great. But, you know, the basics of my role were just, you know, keeping the clinic pristine. And I think mm-hmm. that that's something to keep in mind when you're getting a tech position and, you know, try to find a place uh, making life easy for doctors and for the clinic is the number one thing you can do. Uh, I tell this to a lot of the people I mentor in the PT club is, you know, if you want to get an opportunity, try to figure out what you can do for a therapist. Or maybe once you get in an opportunity, I see this a lot with people shadowing, you know, those little steps you can take, uh, clean, you know, help clean out, help do That's something. That's how I got my job. Exactly. I was cleaning. <laughs> I was uh, just helping out. And I yeah. was cleaning. With uh, the Omaco? Yeah. No, Nick staged that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I got my job. Um, yeah. I was there shadowing for like a month or two. And then mm-hmm. finally they got busy enough to where Nick asked me if I uh, would come on. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Nick felt like we needed another tech, he'd be like, yeah, I'm going to start uh, hiring some people. They're going to come in and shadow, and that's going to be, like, their interview. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you guys, you guys were already, like, y'all were in Nick's game. I was, yeah. I was a candidate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are just a pod. That's a good golden nugget to pay attention yeah, yeah. to. Yeah. All those students out yeah, there looking. True. Yeah, when you get in the clinic, they're watching you. Do whatever you can yeah. to help, because, seriously, yeah, that is super important. <laughs> that's yeah. a great point. Um, uh, at least once you get into the clinic to do it to get those shadowing hours my biggest advice would just be keep trying um you know the more you try the more opportunities you'll get and you're gonna get a lot of no's mm-hmm. you're gonna get a lot of yeah i'll put you on the list <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of no callbacks yeah. and yeah. uh you just gotta keep trying everywhere also like talk to people that like you know like literally yeah. every single place i've shadowed or even with combs like I got the job because I knew people and like asked them because I knew they had shadowed there or mm-hmm. I knew they worked there. I knew they had a cousin that's a PT. Like literally that's yeah. connect. It's, you know, everyone always says it's about connections, but it really is. Yeah. Once you get your foot in the door, you are set. Yeah. Uh, once I started working at McCombs, uh, even Nick, uh, the site coordinator over at McCombs, he would help me out give uh, shadowing hours at other places. And then I met friends from class who would put me on to volunteering hours and shadowing. And that's almost how it works out, I think, for all of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, that's just about every kind of business you get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so make that, you know, impression and do things you can do to make people's life easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously, I, I remember telling somebody that, like, 
you could babysit, you know, whatever you can be. If you know they have a new kid, like be, offer your services first and that way they can trust you. Um, I think one of the big barrier of entries into grad schools is like the number one question interviewers ask is, you know, would I trust this person with my loved one, treating their loved one? And a good step into that is like, you know, what, what do you do for these doctors and therapists while you're around to show that, you know, you're a good human that they can trust around the clinic? Um, just any opportunity you get to make somebody's life easier or to make the clinic's life easier as like a whole, it's silly to say live, but take those opportunities. You'd be surprised at where that leads you. Um, and I think that's a really good point to make for future uh, students. Uh, some advice I give is uh, when you do something like that, uh, do it out of the goodness of your heart. Yeah. Being genuine. Yeah. Be, be genuine and don't expect anything. Sure. Yeah. Because when you expect, expect stuff out, that's whenever it becomes something else than just being the, you know, a, yeah. Uh, you're expecting a, a reward not exactly yeah. exactly putting yeah. out good into the world yeah yeah and as a treatment like professional uh especially as you go through the whole process uh you're constantly you know building what i call it karma is like you're working with patients daily you know any way you can do to help people out and be a good person it doesn't matter the reward you get because eventually like those rewards will come in it's more so enjoying that fact of you know oh i helped today okay. that's that makes me feel better at least to me that's my reward yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that that's what gives me those endorphins like okay i want to go into work tomorrow again is because you know you're actually helping somebody yeah and i think kind of going off of that too like not only like being there and helping as much as you can but also like when you're shadowing or you're just, if you got a job as a technician or you're doing anything like that, like just like being yourself, and, like talking to the patients and to the therapist, because like at the end of the day, like we're all people. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what I said that I keep bringing up, like the whole like personal relationships and like experiences, like, like they'll remember you if you like have a conversation with them and like tell yeah. them about yourself and mm-hmm. ask about them even, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, Really just trying to get to know everyone. It makes it makes everything more enjoyable, I feel like. That's great. Yeah. And also ask questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, ask yeah. as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Case is great at that. Yeah. Yeah. Case has a notebook in Yeah, the yeah. notebook. <laughs> Take a notebook. That's, that's a good questions. point. Yeah, I, I did. That's yeah. like what, how I helped myself is I would ask a bunch of questions. I had a notebook in my back pocket, which I actually don't carry anymore. What? I filled it up front to back. Oh, oh my um, But that way, for me at least, if you can't remember something, at least you have it written down. But you know, there's so many learning opportunities at you know every step of the mm-hmm. way. There, there's always going to be something you learn from. Seriously, anybody. There's techs that I learn from who I might be even training. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. people as patients I learn from, not even just yeah. the doctors and their experiences. Um, what people like being authentic is huge I love that you said that Grace because you know nobody wants a robot to give them treatment mm-hmm. they want you to like know about their personal life because we're all human and those connections often are more significant than you know the healing that we do give I forget yeah. what is the motto for Macomb's do y'all remember it's something like they don't uh, care what you know until you show that you care. So yes. Like, yes. Wise of that. And that, yes. that to me is like <laughs> yeah. the biggest. Yeah, we just staff you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Took some notes. <laughs> that's just a huge learning point. And, and uh, Nick, like, 
Nick, I think Nick told me, like, there's some, like, patient relationship, like, statistic that if you, like, actually get to know your patient and, like, care about them and, like, you know, conversation and, like, being genuine, Mm -hmm. like, there's, like, this huge percentage that goes up that they'll, like, actually get better because they actually care. Yeah. Because they know that you care. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing over at Trust Point is, uh, you do get those patients who will get amputations. The worst ones are when they get double amputations. Yeah. And, uh, getting their moral up to you know, actually care and want to get better mm-hmm. and want to get to a point where they could, uh, you know, function by themselves and not, like, need 100% assistance. That's where it gets tough. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good place to end if y'all are good. I think that's a great point to end on. Oh. Well, yeah, if y'all yeah. want to hear more of like our experiences, right. I know right. even together, yeah, we <laughs> literally have had a lot of like crazy stuff. So if y'all are interested in knowing more about our job and what we do yeah. and our fun stories. In the future of PT, yeah. tune in. We got some <laughs> good interviews. So thanks for listening and check out some of our other podcast episodes. Yeah. Sweet.